Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Believe in Ohio State football podcast. My name is Tim Tully. I'm your host back to talk a little Buckeyes and Spartans. Big game, um, probably the biggest game of the year so far for Ohio State and the beginning of the postseason for them. If they're able to go ahead and rip off some wins here, um, I believe it would be five in a row. What it take? You win a national championship. That's what's in front of you. So we're going to take a look at what Michigan State has to offer against Ohio State. Maybe take a peek at the maize and blue as well. Um, and if you're looking forward to getting into some college football action, two weeks of college football, really good stuff, rivalry week next week, um, and some really big games this week, there's only one place to get in on the action, and that's betonline.ag. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website for betag. Online to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V 5 0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait until 2022 for all the amazing offers on betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. And since we're talking about your favorite sports, let's get right into it. Ohio State and Michigan State, a top 10 battle. Um, Ohio State's first top 10 battle this year. We thought that game against Penn State was going to be, but you know they fell down in the rankings after their loss to uh, Illinois. And, you know, whatever happened there, right? It's been all year we've been looking at the three top teams in the Big Ten, and maybe for a little bit Iowa was in consideration as being a step above the rest, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. But... You know, and maybe this is coming from a, a scarlet seat, but and then you're thinking there's a shelf of Michigan State, Michigan, and then there's another shelf above that Ohio State sits on. Well, similar to when we see this every year, right? These two back-to-back games at the end of the season, Michigan State, Michigan. We know the challenges out there for Ohio State, and I think it's really interesting as a viewer to watch how they're going to handle this, right? They've had their loss, and, and even if they had beat Oregon, they probably still need to win both these games to make it into the playoff. Um, I don't think that Oregon loss weighs on them any more or less, um, just the way that the college football landscape has played out. If they win their next three games, being Michigan State, Michigan, and the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State will be in the playoff, and they'll probably be the number two or number three team in the playoff. Michigan State's coming in this weekend with very similar goals, right? If they win their next two games, they go to the Big Ten Championship, and they get to play to go into the playoff. Do we think they're that level of a team? I I don't know, really. I I wish I could tell you, you know, Michigan State has this here, and I just don't see it with Michigan State. And I do think they're going to be able to attack Ohio State this weekend on offense. Um, I think we're going to be watching this chess game, and there was a great piece um, on The Athletic about Michigan State's offense versus Ohio State's kind of new look defense. And I do think there's a lot of good points with, you know, the running back Walker, who's absolutely outstanding. He should have a seat in New York for the dinner for Heisman or on Zoom, however they're going to do it going forward. But he's been one of the best players in the country um, over for Michigan State. And you saw the way he was able to take over games against Maryland and uh, Michigan. When that player is on, it's going to be a problem. And Ohio State had a ton of problems stopping Oregon running the ball when they were running single high and they were trying to load the box but weren't getting a lot of push. I think the defensive line has really progressed since then. But we haven't seen Ohio State play a top-tier talent since Oregon. 
Um, even looking at kind of all their big games, Penn State had no interest in running the ball. They haven't played a team since Oregon that is, you know, set up and saying, we are going to run the ball. Um, we're going to run it right at you. Even that first game of the year when they were playing against Minnesota, um, Ibrahim, you know, he, until he got hurt, he was running all over them. So you certainly have to wonder what Ohio State is going to do to combat the rushing attack of Michigan State. Um, and they're not just a one-head pony, right? They have a great offensive attack as well. Um, they might be able to get Naylor back this week, this week, which would be huge, right? To be able to add that dynamic. They can throw downfield. They can run. I um, mean, it's really going to test the patience of Ohio State's defense and see what they're going to do schematically, right? They could stick with what they've been doing the last couple weeks with a two-deep shell, running everybody in front and just saying, you know, you're going to be able to go up and down the field if you want, but we're going to play Bemba Don't Break. We're going to keep everything in front of you, and we're going to try to limit the big plays as much as possible. And we've seen them have really good success with that the last handful of weeks. But Michigan State is probably the best offense they've seen in a while. The reason that you know you worry about teams like this, particularly teams with great running backs, is when you're you know facing off in your Ohio State, you don't want to have to press from the start. That being said, if they can get into a basketball game with Michigan State tomorrow, um, I think they're in really good shape, right? If if you are looking at C.J. Stroud. You know, if, if you can get a couple touchdowns early, if you can get running, Michigan State is not going to be able to lean on the run as much. And even if it's two touchdowns and whatnot, if you're forcing them into long drives and forcing them to go up and down the field all the way, no big explosive plays, uh, th- there's not really a team that can beat Ohio State if the defense is executing correctly in that regard. Um, when you think of Ohio State and when you think of um, this weekend, Two, you could say, okay, well, maybe they're looking ahead of themselves, right? Maybe they're looking towards Michigan. Fortunately, you know, Michigan State is, they're on the radar, right? They beat Michigan. They're not somebody you're going to be able to overlook, and I certainly don't expect Ohio State to come out flat and come out kind of lame. I do think they're going to be able to put up a really good fight quick. I think they're going to be live. I think they're going to be ready to go. Um, You know, the, the spread for the game is 19 points at most books right now. It's crazy. I mean, it's a top 10 battle, and it's a 19-point spread. Um, 68.5 is the total. I think we're going to be able to flirt with that, right? What's that divided by two? That's Ohio State 42, Michigan State 28. That's 70, right? That's over. I, I think the over, I mean, I'm 3-0 and on giving out overs on this show. I think that's definitely one to look at. Um, maybe even tease it with uh, Michigan to, to, be, uh, to cover against Maryland. You get six points each way. That could be a way to get, your, uh, get the odds in your favor as well. Number five versus number seven in the AP, but of course, both teams a little bit higher in the um, college football pool. Ohio State at number four, Michigan State, I believe, at seven as well. What, you know, and, and people were asking Mel Tucker this week and saying, you know, when you look at your program, is this the measuring stick game, right? Are you, are you trying to see how you stack up against Ohio State and going forward? And he kind of, you know, he kind of shook that off. He said, no, you know, we're the standard. We want to play up to our standard, and especially after what happened to Michigan State last year against Ohio State. I mean, they have something to prove, right? They're coming out um, with some serious um, revenge, with a serious chip on their shoulder. But, you know, everybody who swings at Ohio State swings like that. Everybody swings in like we got to do this and we got to, you know, get through it. Michigan State hasn't covered the spread in seven of their last eight games against top ten teams. So that's something to think about. And their last eight road games have all gone under. That's something to think about, right? They haven't traveled. They haven't been able to score on the road. Last year when they played, Ohio State beat them 52-12. to And granted, that was a different team, right? That was a different Michigan State team. But that was a 22.5-point spread. Um, Ohio State 
covered against them in 2019. They covered in 2018. They covered in 2017. Um, Michigan State, of course, you know, getting that win. Or Michigan State covering in 2016, 17-16. That was a wild game. Terrible weather, windy game up in East Lansing. Um, Iowa State stopped the two-point conversion to win that one. But the Buckeyes have covered four years in a row, um, and they've covered significant spreads against Michigan State. 18 points in 17, uh, only three points in 18, but they won by 20. Um, 19 and a half in 19, and 22 and a half last year. They've covered all of them. Um, last year went over, the other four have, or the four prior all went under. Um, just some things to think about when you're thinking about betonline.ag and you're thinking about getting involved in the game here. Uh, Michigan State, their last couple weeks, they've put up some points. They scored 40 against Maryland. They only scored 29 against Purdue. Uh, Ohio State had no problem with Purdue. Put them away very fast. 37 against Michigan, and that was a wild game, right? It was 30 to 13 or something like that at, at one point. It was a big, you know, there's a big spread there. Indiana only 20 points. Rutgers only 31 points, which is kind of crazy, but dude, only 31 points. Um, and then 48 points against Western Kentucky at the beginning of October. They've shown they can score only a couple games where they've scored in the 40s. I think they've had uh, three games where they've scored more than 40 points. Ohio State's scoring more than 40 almost every week right now, right? Their team total over every week is like 40, 41 points. Last week they scored 59. Um, Nebraska and Penn State only 33 and 26, but 54, 66, 52, 59, 41, 28, 45. They're scoring some serious points. Um, And... Whoever they're going to play, Ohio State is going to have success offensively moving the ball. It's all about can they slow down Michigan State? What can they do to make the game as quick as possible, right? If Michigan State's able to make this a long game and it starts to feel like, you know, how that start of the Penn State game, you were kind of nauseous about it because you're like, what is, at some point, like, we got to get going. Like, at some point, it's got to get going. If Michigan State can get on Ohio State quick, you know, maybe score a touchdown and start running the ball. Get score a touchdown, get a stop, and then run. And then next thing you know, you know, there's five minutes left in the second quarter, and it's fourteen to three or something like that. That's Michigan State's recipe, right? They're not going to be able to come out and play basketball um, with Ohio State. Of course, if they were playing basketball, they probably had better odds. But they can't play the shootout game with Ohio State. It just it's not sustainable for them. Um, they're going to have to hit on some big plays. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to control and take selective shots especially if Ohio State's offense is rolling. If Ohio State's offense is rolling, they're going to have to do everything they can to have long drives where they score. If you give C.J. Stroud and that offense 8, 9, 10 drives, they're going to score on 5 or 6 of them. Um, if you give them more than that, they're going to score. Right? They, they score once every 10 plays. Um, and they average 60-something 60, 60 plays a game. You have to find a way to... I mean, Ohio State's winning margin as well, 29.5 this season. Only allowing, they're allowing about the same amount of points per game. Ohio State allowing 20, Michigan State allowing 22, but the Buckeyes scoring 46.5 per uh, Michigan State 34.5, which is still really, really good numbers, right? Um, that's a very, very good uh, lineup that you're looking at this season. Michigan State, too, 7 2 and 1 against the spread. How's that going to travel? 4 and 1 against the spread on the road, too, or 4 and 1 on the road. So if we're looking at kind of the way the public likes this game, right, the public is certainly leaning on Michigan State right now um, for that line. The reason I think that, you know, Ohio State, I do think they have something to prove. I do think they this is one of the chip-on-their-shoulder games. 
I think if they win, they're going to win by a margin, right? I don't see Ohio State kind of grinding through this game. I think if it's a grindy game, I think they're in trouble, right? I think things start to flip towards Michigan State winning that game if it gets ugly, if it gets, you know, grimy where, you know, there's a turnover early and then Michigan State gets a short field and runs but in for a touchdown. Next thing you know, it's 14 nothing, and then you got to kind of slog your way back in. Ohio State doesn't want to do that, right? They want to play fast. They want to get the ball in the air. They want to hit trip. What Trevion Henry and run all day and get you know big explosive plays if Michigan State can limit those explosive plays if Michigan State can keep you know Ohio State in front of them both on the scoreboard and on the chains right to a point where they have to start thinking defensively does Ohio State come down from too deep right are they running on you do you have to load the box and then do you give single coverage on the outside now Michigan State had a lot of success against man coverage against Maryland but you know, I know this isn't Georgia's defense for Ohio State, but they've turned into a pretty good unit. I don't hate their chances, you know, playing man with a single high safety if they have to, right? If it gets to a point where we're pa- it's a passing game, I think you're going to have more success if Michigan State is passing the ball than if they're running the ball. So if you can try to take away the run, make them make big plays, make them beat you, and you know what? If they score 28 points, that's fine because you're going to score 42. You just cannot have the big explosive plays, cannot have the big mistakes, the big turnovers, the penalties, um, and... Any weirdness, right? Ruggles hasn't missed a kick all season. I know um, I got some buddies who are like, I hope he just misses one in the first quarter of one of these games so he's not perfect anymore. You know, maybe stuff goes weird in the special teams game. That's the, the thing where when you think about upsets, and if you even look at like the NFL, right? When the Patriots win an upset game now, um, I'm trying to think about, you know, one this year, even when they fought close with Dallas, they fought close with Tampa Bay, there's always a little something that can shift the game, right? Some kind of special teams player, some kind of, you know, they figure something out defensively to slow you down. Um, and o- Ohio State has had that advantage in a lot of these Big Ten games, right? They've had the the special team spark. They've had the turnover spark. I mean, they haven't lost a Big Ten game since they lost at Purdue. That's crazy. I mean, you know, in, in three, four years. So they've had the upper hand, and they've had the trump card um, in these Big Ten games, and I I don't see anything really alarming enough that would make you think it's going to swing in the other direction. I think there's just too much on the line for Ohio State. They're definitely not going to come out flat. Um, I think not having Harry Miller this week is going to be a bit concerning, Um, you know, not having that depth on the offensive line, but, you know, it's... There, there are ten refrigerators that could that could work their way into that lineup, and with the other guys buy them, um, you know, they're just they're huge humans. They're huge humans. I don't think having kind of, you know, being down one of one of your guys, they were okay next up, or you have the depth, and he wasn't going to have you know that big of a role in this certain situation or whatnot, right? I think Ohio State's going to be able to run. I think they're going to be able to move the ball and kind of get Michigan State uncomfortable early. And if you can get Michigan State away from running the ball start making them try to force stuff downfield then you're allowed to drop and make them throw on you you know if you can you know play aggressive stop the run early hopefully there's no big shots you're able to maintain those maybe get a sack maybe get something you know early then you play a little you know play keep it in front of you and say all right you're gonna have to go all the way down the field without making a mistake uh because our offense is going to score going the other way so if you start you know to put them in a situation where you're up in in a basketball sense right when you start forcing them to shoot threes when they're not comfortable and the only way they're doing it is they're saying, well, we have to because they're going to get two coming back. So we have to start making these little gains. If you can get Michigan State uncomfortable, if you can get them thinking in that regard, I think it's going to be really um, successful for Ohio State. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Michigan State right now, right? They beat Michigan. 
Um, you know, they had the loss coming after that. And now you're kind of like, you know, it's wonky, right? Tucker signs the big extension or he's going to get the big extension. That's what people are talking about this week. Um, you know, Michigan State is a little mad. They're ranked behind Michigan. They feel like they need the big win. They need to let it go. And I think that's the college football playoff setting up Michigan for the drop if they were to lose to Ohio State, which I think um, is probably going to be in the realm of possibilities. I think that's a double-digit spread. Um, it hasn't been out yet. But I, I would imagine, right, that's going to be 10.5 Ohio State favor, maybe a little bit more. This weekend, though, I do think um, it is going to be a little sloppy. Um, you know, I, I do see Michigan State, you know, giving them a hard time in the first half, similar to Penn State, but I think Ohio State's going to explode kind of in the back end rather than, you know, just sludging along and staying just in front. I think it's going to be close. I, I think Michigan State covers the first half, um, and then Ohio State blows, you know, blows the tarp off in the second half and really lets loose. Um, I think... Do see them starting out hot, but I do think Michigan State is going to have some success running the ball early. Ohio State may have to, you know, shift some things up on defense or may have to come in with some different looks um, before settling down. But I, I think, you know, it could be one of those games kind of like Penn State where it takes Stroud a little bit to get comfortable and then fires away. So I think Ohio State and Michigan State, are, frankly, are both going to kind of lean on that run early, try to get comfortable, and then take off. Uh, I like, you know, I don't love giving... 18 and a half points away. Um, I just, especially to a team that's 7 2 and 1 against the spread this season. So I, I don't know how much I love that. Um, I think if you were going to take Ohio State, if you did some kind of like same game teaser where you took six, you know, six points to get you down to um, 13 points, and then you take the over on the other half of that, get that down to 62 and a half, I love that um, more than I love Ohio State covering that 18 and a half. Um, so I, I would take that. I think the over is also a nice play. If you can get it around 68.5, I'm not giving it the kind of lock approval I've given in the past couple weeks um, just because I'm not so sure that Michigan State is going to abandon the run early enough. You know, I think they're going to stick with it, and maybe they're down 21-10, and then it, it stretches out, and then they're playing catch-up just too late to kind of keep the pace. Close games breed overs. I just don't see this game being particularly close. Um, but I do think Ohio State is going to put up 40, 45 points. So if you think Michigan State is capable of scoring three touchdowns and a field goal, then I, I think the over is, is in your play. But if, if you're looking at the kind of the implied totals there, that's going to be real tight. I just don't think you're going to have the luxury of leaning on kind of a late score to push you through or, you know, when any, anybody needs the score. But we've seen Ohio State get explosive at the end of those games. So I certainly wouldn't take the under, um, but I, I can't give my lock approval. I, I like the over best of the picks you can take in this game. Um, and I like Ohio State you know, winning by 14 points. I, I like a final score of something like 45 to 31. Um, in this game, which certainly um, satisfies the over. So if you are you know, trying to get in that way, I think Ohio State scoring 45 is a pretty good bet. Um, I really think they're going to be able to score. I think they're going to capitalize on a Michigan State turnover, maybe get a special teams or a defensive touchdown um, after kind of being a sluggish first half. Maybe you get out of the first half like 14 to 10, you know, 9 to 7, something weird like that, um, and then explode in the second half. So um, I'm going Ohio State. You know, I'll add a little bit. I'm going 48-31 final in this game. That's over. That's just under covering the game. Um, and we will be back early next week to talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Hopefully going to bring um, some friends on for that one, talk about 
some Ohio State Michigan games of the past and and riff a little bit about what that victory this you know this weekend if Ohio State's able to get that win what that means for going forward I mean kind of the power shift in the Big Ten is you know Michigan still that number two is Michigan State the two um, a lot to get into but excited for this week of football and excited to hear from you um, on the other side of this one so that'll do it for this week thanks to our sponsors BetOnline.ag I'm Tim Tully thanks for listening to the Believe in Ohio State Football podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.